everybody. Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And we are continuing our trek into movies that made the cut. Movies that our parents were fine with. And we kind of look back now and think, what was the deal? Yeah, there didn't seem to be like something that, I don't know, you look at a list, maybe IMDb keywords like violence, sex, coercion, mob, you know, <laughs> mob this and that, like all, all these things like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, absolutely not. We are not watching that. And then it's like, yay, let's sit down and watch this week's movie. That was Dick Tracy. A movie with murder montages. I mean, so, so much. I mean, I remember this movie being just disturbing. Mm-hmm. We watched this movie a lot and I was like. I am not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little about your history with this one, babe. Well, you know, my dad um, is from an era bygone that he actually wasn't. So the the era of like, what is this era? Like 30s, I guess? You know, 20s, 30s? 20s, 30s, the mobster era, the yeah. prohibition. And that's just, I mean, he's all about it. Like, like Your dad wishes he, he was. does. I mean, so he loves mob movies. He's always loved just, you know, we watched it like always talked about watching lots of like black and white movies. Um, and that was just kind of his era. And so I think this just kind of lined up that, you know, comic book movies, this kind of comic book, not really, he's never been a Marvel, like superhero person so much, but this, you know, Batman probably just, yeah, this deep seated crime. I mean, he has a, criminology background so he's kind of always probably want to be the bat like get the bad guys be the detective and you know have have lots of big loud punches thrown (laughs) so this was just something and and also i grew up in a household full of girls Mm -hmm. this was a movie that we would watch like this was a movie that he liked to watch like this was all the this was daddy's movie exactly it was it was I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is maybe and, – and bear with me on this okay. – one of the better comic book movies ever made. Oh, I agree. And I know what you're I know what you're alluding to. It's yeah. not – like it, take away like Batman and the Marvel movies because those mm-hmm. are action movies. Yes. Those are not comic book movies. They're not a comic book come to life. Yes, yes. I mean I would say – I would say this holds up against Sin City – because Sin City is just redoing the comic book. It's doing it beautifully. Well, and Sin City is just throwing a, a CGI filter on things. Mm-hmm. You know, they filmed it probably like a normal movie, really. And then they have that kind of black and white filter. And, and this this is all real. Well, there's a, a lot of forced perspective. But this is a lot of, this is actual sets. And it was fascinating this to see. It's beautiful. It is. It's so, the colors are so bold. It makes me think of... So we just recently went to Universal Studios um, theme park. We didn't really go into. I, I'm I'm a 40 year old broken person, and I can't go in certain move, uh, rides anymore that like are you know I get vertigo. You know, it's lame. <laughs> but what I remember going on as a kid um, was the Amazing Spider Man, and what I loved the most about it was walking through the ride, which was um, set up like the um, the the newspaper. Is it the? It's not the Daily Planet. That's Superman. Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle. And everything was like this gray tone. Oh. Like the whole room, like every desk, every everything, and it's just like that. Like they're oh, just. Wow. Kind of wish you would have told me about that when we <laughs> were there. I thought I had. Sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I mean, just something like that. Just real like taking and what can we do to recreate this in real life? So many of the scenes, it felt like. 
they were in the scene and not in the scene. Mm-hmm. It, just, it was really cool. Yeah. So my history with this movie, I watched this movie at the drive-in on opening day. I had the trading, well, that, not many of the trading cards. We, we've discussed that, right? That <laughs> I would usually get maybe two to three packs of each trading card. And so, you know, you, you just, you're trying to piece the story of the movie together right. from very little. I read the movie novelization before the movie came out. <laughs> so I read a lot of movie novelizations and they're not known for being high quality. <laughs> no, but they're just synopsis, you know. It's like, what you can get, you know, mm-hmm. it's what you can get. I then think saw this maybe maybe twice in the theater in the drive-in. Maybe the second time was a double feature with something else. I saw this, uh, you know, had this rented first night and illicitly taped uh, from <laughs> local independent Uh-oh. video store. I went as Dick Tracy for Halloween this year. Everything Christmas I got was Dick Tracy. I had the communicator watch. I had the fedora. I had the history comic book uh the book kind of explaining the comics and having just you know panels from it yeah the, the, this was my dick tracy year yeah and you have movie props oh yes i do i i actually own one of the newspapers from from one of the montages yeah we'll have to take a picture and, and put it in the in the instagram feed and uh recently i bought an entire box of dick tracy trading cards <laughs> guys go if you ever we're too poor to have trading cards and you like them. You can go on eBay right now and buy a box of just about anything for like 20 bucks. And there is just something so satisfying about opening up those packs. The gum isn't any good anymore. <laughs> I tried some from some dinosaurs attacks cards. Ew. Yeah, not, not, just not like, happening. That old gum just like crumbles in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. I probably shouldn't have put that in my mouth. <laughs> You have like gingivitis, gingivitis now. But there is something satisfying about putting together a set, a complete set of trading cards. <laughs> so this movie opens up. We've got the radio blasting. It's telling us all these like terrible, terrible headlines, basically. So the radio, the radio does a lot of work. We got a lot of newspapers. We got a lot of radio kind of setting up what the tone, what the the whole vibe of this city is. And we've got so-and-so won't won't pay whatever. He's he paid dearly, broken arms, busted kneecaps, mother of four murdered. Ugh. I was like, so the dudes get their arms broken. The, la- <laughs> the lady gets murdered because she can't pay her gambling debts. Like, all right, all right. We already got our priorities straight. Even before that, this thing pre-credits is, a Warren Beatty film. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yes, I mean he he is all about this. I mean he's been trying to make a sequel right for forever. I think he's finally let the rights lapse. Like I don't know why he couldn't. There was some sort of dispute, right? He had the rights, but somebody else. I, I don't know. That's why it never happened. Right. Yeah, I think they've finally given up on that. So I mean, the one that got away. <sighs> so sorry. Sorry, Warren Beatty. I mean, but he's... I feel like there is a lot of Warren Beatty, and I don't know much about his career. I know that he's, you know, he's dreamy. He has a bazillion. He's one of the most nominated people to never win an Oscar. I think he eventually won a Lifetime Achievement, but has nominations for directing, for writing, for producing, for acting, but never, never won one. You know, so he's royalty mm-hmm. in Hollywood. But I don't know much about his body of work. I don't really either because I don't really feel like he did a ton of acting post this. Mm-hmm. I feel like we lived in a directing Warren Beatty world. I mean, I knew him because, of course, you know, old movies. But mm-hmm. 
I can't think of a single thing he's in. I mean, the most this and being married to Annette Benning. Right. That's <laughs> what I know. I mean, I think uh, Bullworth, but right, that might okay. be worth a look. I, I think that's supposedly smarter than I don't think I ever the, saw the it. advertising campaigns played it, out it was a politi- It was a political movie, right? Right, right. Yeah, so I was like, nah. The- yeah, I think it's like middle-aged white guy starts adopting hip-hop traits and tropes uh, into oh really yeah yeah. i had no idea (laughs) that sounds terrible that's what i remember from the you know he's i don't know i think the the cover is like him coming out of a mouth like doing the rap points oh no oh no 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 (laughs) no 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 but so we've got we just see like a desk with the radio and he's picking up his gadgets i love it then his hat (laughs) and everything the colors are so saturated in this movie everything is like it's all yellow all red greens and blues and it's it's rare that we've got and we have a cat throwing up in the background so back to the colors in this movie yeah they're just amazing i mean it's it's just everyone is a cartoon character, mm-hmm. you know. Every, I mean, of, let alone we get into the the makeup and and all right. of that in a minute. But did you notice though? I mean, it was all over Entertainment Tonight, and and why was I watching so much Entertainment? I Tonight? I don't know. That's so weird. Entertainment Tonight, and you know the, the film magazines of the time. That there's one shade of every color in this movie. There's one green. One red. Yes. One yellow. So it's very much like a comic book. That that palette is there. There are no shades. Everything yeah, is just it's one. The one hue of, of everything. That is my art and fashion design background for you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and the, the, the miniatures and matte paintings and CGI in the opening where they're kind of panning from the one from his apartment to the warehouse or whatever. It's so cool. Uh, I couldn't tell what was a miniature, what it was, was so, a yeah, painting. Everything's on this cool perspective. CGI? I could not figure out what was happening in that shot. It, it was, was really beautiful. hard to tell. Because, yeah, I mean, you had things you could tell that maybe they were, yeah, like uh, facades at, at weird angles, which mm. created a lot of different perspectives. So some of it even looked like when they drove up, like it drove, they didn't fit, like, they were live, but everything else was so static. It was, yeah, it was really cool. And some of the matte paintings, I think, even had lights flashing in them. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, oh, man, great, great set design. So this is, this is us appreciating this movie as adults. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I knew it had a lot of colors. I know there's a lot of weird, weird dudes. Yeah, I just have the matte paintings. So then we're just kind of starting into the plot. I've got the hook kid eating a sandwich out of the trash. <laughs> a hook- pretty nice, like, like the, the sandwich does not look that trash sandwich. No, it doesn't look that trash. Sandwich. It just looks like some sort of like place. He looks dirtier than the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my point of reference. I think actually Hook is after this movie, but all around the time. I'm pretty sure this kid like. I think he's a like a staffer for a Republican congressman or something, or something, maybe eventually ran for office or works for some or, think tank. I, th- I think at now a think tank maybe he's like at like Harvard Law or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he he really was like had my fun. He was in some really important movies of the time. Right, and it was just like you know what, child actors don't always turn out that well. Maybe I should go he's to college. He's like I've got some money. <laughs> my parents didn't embezzle it. I'm hoping. I don't know his story, but so he um, happens up on a uh, poker game. Yes, he happens a poker game. Um, there's some there's some cat violence. 
I just said, like, that guy's mean to cats. She's going to be fine when they get murdered. <laughs> right. That's how you do it. You're like, oh, these are trash people. I mean, <laughs> let alone we already know that because, like, they've got Because they're ugly. They're, yes. Everyone is. They go over the top to make everyone so ugly in this movie. The, the grotesque character designs oh, it, in this. It's they took insane. the comic books and just made them horror shows. And it's... So captivating to a ten-year-old boy's imagination. Oh, I have the I have the makeup is as wild as I remember. <laughs> you know, because you think like, oh my gosh, like I'm totally exaggerating what I think about these like fat people with tiny faces and prune faces and like and everybody's everybody's name is, is their face got a McDonald's cup. It's so gross. Like, yeah, like this he's not is... little face. He's big head. I mean, <laughs> he's big body. <laughs> he outgrew his face. <laughs> his face stayed the same. <laughs> I mean, there's so so much attention to these guys who do not last very long in this film. That was like, so shocking that you know most of these characters, the brow, they had they had cards in the you know they had McDonald's cups that mm-hmm. they were kind of set up as pretty big characters, and they're gone. <laughs> they're gone in no time, and yeah, they're just. Yeah, they're they're gross, gross, and we're supposed to be yeah, like what what is this about? Like, who are these people? And of course, being um, coming from a movie household, it was kind of like, who's that? Like, let's guess. Can we figure out who that is where we've seen them before? That's always a game. Like before IMDb and Google, like it literally was like, do we have enough brain power to f- and memory capacity to figure out where these people are from? And I guess maybe you could buy the Leonard Maltons, the movies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Which I did, but <laughs> I mean, we could watch the credit. I, mean, I will say that that's probably one of the the not as fun things is that everyone is credited before the film even starts. Mm-hmm. It really would have been kind of fun because this movie is star studded. Every role in this movie that would normally be played by just some character actor is played by somebody with even seven Oscars an or extra. So not even a character actor because you have plenty of character actors that have Oscars, but like someone who literally blip, you barely see them. They're like nowhere they're would, extra. You look at their IMDb credits and it would be an episode of Friends and three episodes of Criminal Minds as three different characters. They don't even have that, a picture. They don't no. even have a picture on IMDb. Yeah. No, these are like high caliber actors as they just pan past them super quick. It almost feels like these all must be people that were friends with Warren Beatty and he'd been working on his project forever and they wanted to be part of it. It's almost like a Star Wars thing. It, it, all the people are just like, like can I be in this movie? <laughs> like how weird can you make me look? I said, Tommy guns are so cool. I know. We just we needed one scene of somebody riding on the on the. Uh, oh, that's right. We the... had none of that. Nobody like hanging outside of of. Uh, we, we had the kid. What's that on... thing called on the side of a, a car? running board? A running board. Yeah, we needed somebody on a running board with a Tommy gun. But other than that, you Tommy know, for gun. my mob days, I know what that's <laughs> called a running board. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, it's just yeah, the Tommy Gun. I do remember this too. It's so funny. It's like I'm gonna leave a message. Like we're gonna <laughs> write something on the wall with the Tommy Gun. Like okay, how long? We don't want to. We don't. This is a clandestine. So we got to drive in, or literally they drive into the warehouse. They uh, shoot everybody down. The kids watching. So the kids seeing it. This never comes up though. The kid never tells Dick Tracy. Oh, the kid never tells that he's witnessed all these murders? He saw it. I go, hey, that guy. I saw him shoot like 12 people down by the docks. No, he never says. (laughs) The whole conflict of the plot is about... Trying to get people to testify. Get breathless. And he like, you never asked. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a great last line of this movie. (laughs) 
Like, oh, oh, yeah. I been a great post-credit scene of uh, Dick Tracy Jr., you know, the kid. Like, oh, yeah, I saw all the <laughs> – you should just ask. And then uh, what's his – not Bug Bailey, but the, the other friend still in the safe. Like, uh, guys, I'm still here. <laughs> Who jumped down to – Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – did the math to catapult himself out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, uh, yes. Because I did think, like, what's the plan after this? Like, obviously, we're sacrificing this guy. Like, he's not important enough. Tracy's got to get out. He just can stand here and wait. I don't have anything but for oysters. Oh, before that. So their Tess, Tess Trueheart... Could we could we make a Oh your alliterated name hating coming up? I do, up. but even just her last name is Trueheart. Like like Tess not a whore. Uh, basically <laughs> <laughs> so what we've named oh, this geez. character. <laughs> uh, they're at the opera, maybe, I think. I think so. In the middle of the day. Yeah is the middle of the day. Yeah, oh. he goes it's broad daylight outside when he's Oh, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. So they're at the opera. Like the lunch showing of the opera, the matinee. <laughs> he gets he gets a, a little you know, transmission on his watch radio. So Tracy, cool. Tracy. He leans over. He's like, I'll be back. He's like, I want to know how it comes out. Is what he says. Like, not like, <laughs> they're, they're talking about the opera. He's like, I'll be back. I want to know how it comes out. Like, what? <laughs> like how the opera ends? <laughs> it's so weird. And it's like. It's happening in front of them, but we have the back of their heads. They're super close to the camera and just the perspective on that, too, because it's almost like no one else moves but him mm-hmm. and like comes out and then literally comes right back. He like, <laughs> like slides back it's in. It's the same song. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it was nothing. It was fine. He was like, oh, like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're dead. It's probably big boy. Eat lead Tracy on the on the wall. All right. See you guys. Like finish processing. He's the like, scene. like, he might print, have uh, uh, fingerprint these walnuts. <laughs> Walnuts, exactly, yes. Um, no, that's not yet. But oh, that's right, that's right. But he might as well. Th- he never once like shakes his fist and says, big boy. <laughs> both of them. Both of them are kind of a little unhinged about their trying to get each other. Yes, it's yes. almost like a Batman Joker kind of thing. It is, it is. Big boy's kind of behind it all, and, and that's what he knows. Like Then we go to the Club Ritz, and we've got Madonna. Uh, welcome back, Madonna. Time. Yes, yes, yes. She's our... It- we got maybe what six, seven people in our two-time club. Yeah, is anybody in the three-time club yet? Mm. Got Demi Moore's in two-time. Is Michael Douglas a three-timer yet? Yes, yes. Um, basically, getting Fatal Attraction and Romancing the Stone. Okay, so we do have Michael Douglas is our only is our only three piece so far. Yes, so far, so far. He gets he gets a special jacket when he comes to host. <laughs> awesome. So we're at the Club Ritz, and I just have, I remember the oysters. This is maybe why I never ate oysters until, like... I had to convince you a few years ago that, hey, there's there's something to this. Yeah, because it was so gross. <laughs> like, because I was like, what is he eating? I remember like, asking my parents, like, what's he doing? Like, oh, he's eating oysters. Like, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, like, ooh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Paul Servino, and they do a good job of, you know, we got the degradation. Is that the word I want? kind of the like a sliding scale is what i'm i'm trying to say um of the makeuping oh yeah he's still human but with some real serious uh prosthetics on. enhancements yes yes he kylie jenner wishes <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> i mean so like al pacino as big boy his his uh effects are kind of similar to that we still know it's him right. all the way to 
literally said this to you the time. I was like, that guy looks like the end of an episode of a Twilight Zone. Um, like it is just that is not a human being. Prune face and whatever face and you know yeah like just grossness. Like what what happened to these people? And and like why why do I guess just the underbelly? Like I'm I'm hideous. I have to become a criminal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's clever just because you know it's it's gangland nicknames. You know, you get oh yeah, Jimmy the Tooth and and Knuckles and whatnot. And so they just you know the Dick Tracy comic books just took it a step farther. They just leaned into it. That someone is given their name because of their grotesque <laughs> character trait. It seems they seem so obvious. Like anyone sees them in the street, like that's a bad guy. Like <laughs> it doesn't seem like they have much of a cover. But so yeah, we've we've got. Lips Manless, um, he it owns the Club Ritz. Madonna's performing. We start Breathless Mahoney. Bless, yes, Breathless Mahoney. Um, we start with her um, her back to us, and she's got her arms wrapped around her, and that, like, someone is actually holding me kind of gag um, as she's singing. And she comes and sits at the table, and she's just disgusted with him. She's, she is all of us. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, can I go? You know, your eating makes me sick. He's like, well, it didn't used to. She's like, well, you didn't always used to be a Zeppelin. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a time stamp of a reference, too. And the club, we got some coppers come in. He's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And he picks him up, and it's it's a scam. Big boy, fl- flat top, and itchy. Yes, Th- those good. are our, those are our main henchmen yes, that yes. we see. And uh, I feel like itchy was a a bold choice as to be one of the main henchmen. I mean, the character is great. Mm-hmm. He's got the voice. He's got a, you know. He's but, got an interesting look. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I might have picked a different character from Dick Tracy's Rogues Gallery. I'm not as familiar with with us, what is available to us, <laughs> um, but so yeah, the, he's being brought to Big Boy, and so this this scene, I will say, it did not. It went by much faster, and it didn't really bother me as much as it had in the past. Actually, Breathless gets uh, brought with them, and uh, so we're at the the South Side Warehouse. I do have a note later on. I'm like, is there only one damn warehouse in, in this town? <laughs> Everything goes down in this warehouse. We think like that's we just should just take care of his warehouse. It's just the, the, you know, the kill house. You know, like, yeah. Like, like, maybe we just. Put some cameras up. You know, right, exactly. This is where camera. everything goes down. Like, why don't we just eliminate it from the situation? Just put a police officer there. Yeah, like all the time. Um, but a, so a police officer One does... a little checkpoint, just a little uh, arm thing that goes down. <laughs> um, we do have a police officer that goes, huh, like those are cops and not a cop car. And they're all sitting three in a row in the front seat. That's weird. So he follows. And... Big boy is there eating walnuts. That's our thing. I guess he's a walnut guy. Well, he's cracking him with his hands because he has big hands. I don't think that really. Oh, plays is in is that movie. is that the deal? He has, yeah, he has big hands, so they call him Big Boy. Yeah, really? Mm, nah. Um, I think Al Pacino didn't want to wear all the prostheses that the originally done for him. Okay, so he's understood. I mean, how could he act as wild? <laughs> I mean, he is He's going Al Pacino the shit out of this. It just gets crazier and crazier. So basically, he's like, he wants Lip- Lips Manless's club. And we don't really get like, is he a boss? Is Lips Manless a boss? Because we don't. Yeah, I think he's a he's a local a small crime boss. And it seems like where he's just like, you know. Because that was his crew at the docks at the beginning that got murdered. 
oh that's right that's right we get a radio he gets a call that, yeah. that, that everybody's been shot down um that's right i do remember that so he's like you're no, starting- he's a legitimate businessman you don't have anything no no on no him. no so- <laughs> i wasn't saying he's a legitimate businessman but he just didn't seem to like we don't see him with his crew in gotcha, action gotcha I'm shocked to find there's gambling in this this establishment. (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah, he's like, you're signing out of the club. He's like, okay, great. He just, no, 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 whatever. Which makes me, like, makes me ask, like, okay, like, is he such a big boss? He, like, no arguments whatsoever. He's like, okay, great. Oh, what is that? Oh, oh, and (laughs) Princess Bride. When he says to, to, like, Chris Sarandon to Prince Hubbard, he's like, have a seat. He's like, okay. He's like, <laughs> just like pushes his like coat back and sits down. It's like, nope, no, no argument. I have not, not the face, basically. Do not want to get into an altercation with you. And then he's like, great, cool. Um, now you're going to take a bath. And he's like, no, not the bath, which is really what bothered me yeah. um, as a kid. So we've got like a, a box that's open and we've got a cement bath that's going to happen. It's just way more overkill than some cement shoes. Exactly. So, you know, he's like, you know, screaming and whatever, and he's being covered in cement and he's still screaming as the bottom drops out and he's uh, dropped into the, into the, the murky depths. They don't seem that deep. It seems (laughs) like if this is a regular, like, you know what they're talking about when he says the bath, like there should be a lot of boxes down there. They should be like stacking up. Because these are heavy. Like, probably they sink to the bottom. Like, they're not just going to, like, doesn't seem like there's a lot of water flow. I'm, I'm like, curious about the currents in this area. You know, I don't know what diving looked like at the at the time. There was maybe diving bells in, like, Alexander <laughs> the Great time. That's a Stuff You Should Know episode. So, yeah, I, I kind but of... police have access to it? I, I, surely, surely they do. They have watch radios. <laughs> they have divers. They have any frogmen. Of course they had frogmen. I mean, anyway, but all I'm saying is like, I just really think that one warehouse, one kill spot, a very common way to do it. It's a very large crate. This is a very large man and he's in it just fine. I mean, they're getting a cement truck back there on the pier. That's... Yeah, it seems like a lot of weight. <laughs> I, I think I, I find a lot of flaws in, 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 the, re- in the repetitiveness of this uh, method. You're finding is, some, some lacking some criminal sophistication. Yes. <laughs> Especially someone who likes to quote uh, Thomas Jefferson and Lincoln, Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Franklin which some of those quotes don't add up. I think I read the end. Are any of these quotes actual? The first one sounds like it could be. It's something about liberty, but then There's the rest. About, like justice and something when he's getting in the car. Yeah. That, that one it, could be real. I think the rest but... are not, though. I think the one like Lincoln, if it's like something about money, like I'm like, this is certainly not. <laughs> so we, uh, he takes her uh, Breathless's jacket. This is the first of the lines that I remember from being a 10 year old boy that I don't really think I got what S-E-X-Y was at the time. <laughs> but, uh, she don't wear mink. She don't wear nothing. And to which Madonna replies, I look good both ways. Yep. She's got a <laughs> lot of quips. I mean, she doesn't have a lot of words that are not just sexy questions or quips back. But then we basically, like, she's owned by Big Boy now. Like, like every, everybody who works for him works for me. Everybody. And it's like, all right, here we are. Um, And then. We have the diner scene. Yes. Sorry. Again. Like, I write something down because I think it's funny, and then I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> well, go ahead and read. see if you can read your handwriting while we're doing that. I'll narrate for a minute. So, Dick Tracy going to the diner to meet Tess, and 
kid runs out and like he stole my watch he stole my watch right so he runs out like i'm sure tess is like gotta be after everybody like and so he runs after and run 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 train right in front of the train he's like oh he kind of thinks kid's a goner but somehow he figures out he's not but kid goes into the shack with like another gross gross yeah, dude the goon, or the tramp the tramp i think is his name is it i feel like he reminds me oh he reminds me of in the rocketeer, um, the rocketeer. Yes. yes 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 the the big goon guy in the rocketeer that it's at the top top of the zeppelin <laughs> at the end <laughs> I said, if the shacks are rocking, that was a good scene. Like they zoom all the way out. And just, <laughs> the I just have Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> I think yours might have been better. <laughs> and he's like, let's take us outside. He just like punches him, punches him out of the wall. And then the shack just like collapses. <laughs> Oh man! Like if you don't like watching Warren Beatty punch a guy, this is not the. This movie is not the movie for you. I mean, Warren Beatty was like, I want to punch everyone. He's like, I, he sat with the foley like. He's like, like punch down. Nope, try another one. Punch down. No, like no, like I want my perfect signature punch sound. Let's pause for just a moment. Sorry for the brief interruption there. Uh, we just looked up over Jenny's head, and we were being invaded by three large spiders. <laughs> Daddy long legs. I mean, to be fair, like not like a arachnophobia like gonna die situation but i almost said should we uh, call an audible and get jeff daniels in the twofer club <laughs> next week <laughs> but our kitten was very intrigued and he likes to howl with them so um as causing much- some sound problems yeah 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 so they're they're all safe they're all outside yes except for the one right behind you ah so then i have like a chart basically because we, <laughs> so we have the diner we got tested the diner the kid i don't like dames this is after the he's been you know, he's beat up in there at the diner. With the garage, we had to shoot him up, like, we're, we're back and forth. And we have Al Pacino. It's like, lips, breathless, d- arrow, arrow, cement bath. Like, <laughs> there's just... And we... This, we're 20 minutes into the movie, and all of this has happened. There's so much so has much happened. I don't on. remember this movie moving so quickly. But also, that's because, like, a lot of adult movies... When I was a kid, I was like, oh, <laughs> we're watching this again. How long is this going to be? People just talking. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's a lot of action here. So it's not people just talking, but they're gross. And, you know, we only get two ladies in this movie. Like, really? Well, there's, I guess there's a couple more, um, but only two that really matter. Two completely antithesis of each other. Very important in that, that you've got your femme fatale and your badass independent dame. You know? Right. She is not, yeah, she's... She's, she's just she's as not a, a, awesome as, as he is, you know. Yeah, she's, I mean, they, they kind of actually go through that a couple of times. They say it about like, well, you like, you know, I'm worried about you living alone. She's like, I like living alone. You do too. And they actually, I mean, jumping ahead, they actually do this multiple times. It's so much better than Indecent Proposal. Well, but here's the thing. Like, it sounded like a shtick. Like, they've done this multiple times. But the second time that we see them go through it, it's like they're having this conversation again for the first time. The way she says it, she doesn't say it like cutesy, like, well, I like living alone. The way they say it, it, the three times they say it, it means something different each time. I guess so. It's it's acting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. That's what actors do with their acting faces. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Cool. So they're bringing in Mumbles. Do you have anything before that? I don't think so. Mumbles. I remember Mumbles a lot. I remember Mumbles being sweaty. That was. 
a lot of whatever. Is, is Dick Tracy crooked? I mean, he's doing a lot of things. I mean, this is pre-Miranda. Yeah. So, uh, so, but like, did people have the rights to a phone call back then? Whatever they said that they did. Yeah. Because actually they bring, they bring a flat top in and itchy and he's like, you know, they can chill out. They'll be fine. And yeah, everybody's like, you can't do that. The deal, ha-. like, you know, it, it won't stand up in court. So there's a lot of, well, we've got uh, Sandy and mm-hmm. we, we've got our, our beloved, well, he's, no, I guess he's only been in one movie on the podcast. He, he's a uh, castle. Seymour Castle, is that yeah. His name? Seymour Castle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Redford's driver in Indecent Proposal, yeah, but he's but in Max like, Fisher's dad. Come on, or, or Dusty the, the yeah, elevator man. Yeah, he's in every single Wes Anderson movie, but he's like, it won't hold up, you know. So yeah, he's just riding the line. I, I don't feel like at the time that this is, you could just say, oh, he looked Puerto Rican, and probably <laughs> I will throw him in the slammer for a decade. I mean, I mean, so it's weird that they are calling on it, especially when everybody keeps. Oh, I know. Desk job. Desk That's job. That's what I wrote down. Desk job. I was like, how many times are we going to say desk job? <laughs> He's just, you know, everything. It's like, I don't want a desk job. They'll put me behind a desk. Like, like Tracy, why don't you run for mayor? Tracy, why don't you run for DA? Tracy, why don't you run for chief like he th- If he chief was of president, police? he'd be complaining that he was behind a desk. It's like, yeah. But I did say later, like, well, the chief of police is babysitting the kid at the diner. So guess he doesn't have a lot to do. <laughs> So maybe there's some truth to that, but that's what that was. I was like, I, 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 I literally even after we paused and we were getting spiders, I was like, I cannot. I was like, desk. What am I talking about? What are these notes? But for a movie that has like even has crooked cops and crooked politicians yeah. and whatnot, and he's still like roughing up suspects and you know, like, yeah, ah. still like put the third degree and and all of that. So Dustin Hoffman is mumbles. Uh huh. Oscar winner Dustin Hoffman yes. is just a minor, minor. Character. He's more. He's more than he shows up multiple times. He 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 breaks the case. He breaks both. You know, mm-hmm. multiple times. But he, yeah, he is like really. He doesn't say anything technically, he, except for at the end. I do remember that too. Like when he actually like speaks, but he's right, just kind of like. You kind of understand what he's saying, sort of. You know, he's saying words, but that I wonder how how much work he had to do on that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next thing I have is Al Pacino. I guess he's in showbiz now. I said, said of course he wants to direct the show. <laughs> he's like part of. He's like. It's like he wrote the song. He's like singing the song and flapping his arms and doing the dance and just like. Did they write that or did Al Pacino just show up I and just start doing it? I, I either one. They could like, have been either one. They could. They had. There's no way they did. I got through this day of shooting without just losing their shit. It's so funny. It's so all over the place. I mean, you told me that Al Pacino just showed up, had done the choreography, and wrote this song. <laughs> and it was just like, no, we're doing it this way. And he's like, more, more, I want more. It, like, I mean, it's his theme song, too. Um, but he's like, yeah, he's like doing the dance with the backup dancers. And and then he's like, it's all, I mean, we. it's almost like a montage of it. Not entirely. But then he's like, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> he's like, Bob Fosse or something. It's crazy. Like, you have a little bit of experience in professional dance and show business, pro- vocal performance. Ever have a big boy Al Pacino <laughs> in, your, in your career? I've not really been surrounded by too many bullies. I haven't been on too many chorus lines, uh, but... Who was on the chorus line, though, you determined? 
Oh, um, it was our choreographer from Showgirls. Yes. So, yes, she was one of the the dancers that shows up in the IMDb. So she's a two-timer in our podcast oh, that's as well. true. She is. She is right there. But I did ha- ha- work, sing for a, a children's choir that was led by Mrs. Kabobbles Caboose. By- <laughs> <laughs> she was she was the director and that was kind of a little bit of experience. There was a lot of kind of sounds, but um, no no taskmasters really that I can remember. I mean, you did say that you did a lot of paid gigs in your high school that yes. you don't know that you like they I should not have been paid or they were paid not to the not. school. But. Yeah, it was probably paid directly to our professor who really wished he was Jeff Foxworthy. Huh. I don't know. Um, he kind of had a mullet. It's like weird. Like, so my, I was in choir and show choir and all that kind of stuff all through high school. So in four years, we had three teachers. One was like a very, you know, very, very proper choral um, conductor, director. And then he retired. Then we had this yo- Yahoo for two years. And then we, my senior year, we get like, you know, really great uh, show choir director uh, lady. And she's still still the show choir director now 25 years later but yeah so yeah we were at the airport performing i was like performing like jewel and <laughs> you know yeah i we got paid we 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 performed at the tennessee democratic convention <laughs> <laughs> so weird we performed for somebody's private party where the he was retiring and they were sending the company was sending him on this like big trip and we performed around the world I don't know what it's called, but it's like around, I don't know, but it was basically like around, and we were all dressed as, in couples from different like places around the world. I don't know how much this cost because they paid for us to be in these costumes. That they were didn't hold up. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, some of them were just like crazy looking. And people were in like Lederhosen and <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where any of that movie went. I think a lot of like the music that the school had bought went missing post uh, this mm. gentleman leaving post as well. <laughs> So we're back. We're just like pop, 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 back, forth, back, forth, back, forth in these. The, the whole movie's almost a montage. Even it, it and really then, is. Then, then there's montage. And then there are multiple montages. But so we're, we're back to the stenographer and mumbles. And it's like that stenographer has her look is priceless. And then you, it's, it's Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates <laughs> as the stenographer. Just this little role. You're just like she's like that, that's his testimony. We got it. And she's like what? <laughs> She's like looking. Like, she hasn't typed a thing. Like, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's why stenographer is Taffy Bates. And then. Um, We're back to the club again. Back to the club again. Mandy and- Patinkin's in this. Hmm? Mandy Patinkin's in this movie. Yes. Oh, he's so amazing. But I also have a wardrobe change. So Madonna goes from black to white. Okay. So I think that's significant. Um, she's only in white at this moment, I think. I think she's in black the rest of the time because I think like in this moment, she's kind of a victim, hmm. you know, like she's changed hands mm-hmm. and she's, you know, with this guy who kind of smacks her around a little, we, we, we do get like single tears. Mm-hmm. So like that's, that's hard uh, to do. But so I think this is the one moment we're supposed to kind of like see her as like, we could be, she could be doing something good or she's kind of in a, in a trap situation. Dick Tracy's there. He's picking him up. He's kind of going on it. It, it, He's picking him up for the garage shooting before they've got the fingerprints off the walnuts. Or the the, the lips manless murder before they got the fingerprints off the walnut. Oh, you're right. I corrected you and then, yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) I I, I, I gaslighted you there. Sorry. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, like we have, we're, he's so certain we can get the, the fingerprints off uh, the walnut shells. We've listened to a fair bit of true crime. I don't think you can get fingerprints off of a walnut very well. I have no idea. It seems like it would well, be challenging. Well, he's wearing gloves, though, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, in blue. He's, he's I, one thing I did not pay attention to, and I should have, like, does everybody have a signature color? Hmm. Um, that would have been kind of fun to see. We do at, at later on, everybody's in, in uh, tuxedos. We actually have everyone not in their colors. Mm-hmm. They're just in black and white. Um, I know it's like, it's like New Year's Eve or something, but it, it's still an interesting look, like change from, from all the boldness. But then we've got Madonna. This scene. Like quick change. And she is like sheer. I'm pretty sure she's topless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can see everything going on there. I, that, that This scene. I have played this scene back in my memory. Like, no, 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 no. Like, four or five years ago, thinking, like, wait a minute. When we kind of started batting around mm-hmm. ideas for the – I guess maybe two years ago, we started batting around ideas for a podcast. I've played this scene back. Like, I have this – I can just play the scene in my mind and thinking, like, wait a minute. Like, maybe I was low res or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she might have been topless and see-through in this scene. I was ten. So that went over my head, or maybe it was just it was too dark at the at the drive-in to tell. Or, but I've seen this movie a hundred times. <laughs> maybe I was just ten and didn't notice, and my parents just didn't say anything. I think there's a lot of times that that's the case. Like sometimes, and that's the thing too with some of these movies. There would be sometimes, and it may just all have been like, what was the capacity of our parents in that moment? Like, are they exhausted, or like just really felt like making a stink about something about. We're shutting this off right now. Everybody's sitting completely silent and waiting for this this scene to end. Or we're watching something else. Or we're turning it off. We're doing this. And then sometimes it was like, nobody said anything. And they were just like, maybe they didn't notice. Oh, my gosh. Like, and can't I didn't, even. I didn't. But I, this movie just sort of fell out of consciousness by then. But if I'd seen this at 14, I sure as heck would have noticed. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So this is also where we've got... Um, Lots of little quippiness. And which side are you on? Um, she's like, I'm always on the same like the side I'm always on. Mine. Very good. Not uh not in mourning for lips. I'm wearing black. I'm wearing black underwear. Yes, I'm wearing black underwear. And I could take you down, put you under the light and let you sweat it out. I sweat better in the dark. You got them all. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Two and a half points. Well, you, you missed underwear. It's there. It's just on the next line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is all about, yeah, she's all about the quips. This is one of the best femme fatale scenes I've ever seen. It's over the top, but I don't care. It- Quite over the top. Every Everything she does is over the top. So then I just like... Tess works at a greenhouse? That's weird. It's the second time greenhouses of making a... a... a greenhouse back for <laughs> back for the twofer. <laughs> yeah, like, don't go in a greenhouse. Nothing good happens in a greenhouse in this podcast. Apparently not, yeah. And then I just said, uh, are any of Big Boy's quotes accurate at this point? I think this is about... <laughs> no. they've, they've let him go and he's carrying on about how crooked Dick Tracy is. And so then we've got the kid and the eating montage. When do we eat? When do, when do we, we eat? When do we eat? Well, but also I've got on the watch radio, someone's like, 
Tracy, Tracy, like Tessa's needing help with the kid. He's like fighting, get in an outfit. I'm like, why is this on the radio? Like, <laughs> but this is like worse than text. Like, you know, like, just just let me know if something important is happening. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, at least they weren't like, Tracy, Tracy, call me. Something important happened. I need to tell you about it. Call me when you get a second. That's <laughs> true. Like every dad has ever texted ever. Yes, yes. Oh my God. She was listening to my favorite murder the other day and she was like i'm pretty sure my dad but my dad butt dialed me like i don't even know how that's possible like and karen was like that's what dads do like they do things you didn't even know are possible anymore <laughs> like you thought with current technology they couldn't even happen anymore like no but they find a way dads find a way it's like life uh <laughs> jenny does hate gross eating scenes i do i do but yeah he's like when do we eat? 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 Um, this is after he's picked the red suit because Tracy's like, he's like, if I get a suit, a suit, that means I'm going to school, which really means the orphanage. She's like, just, just, you smell. We just <laughs> want you to have new clothes. Like, that short yellow tie. He's like, pick whatever suit you want. Like, if you don't want a suit, don't, don't get a suit. You just need new clothes. You smell. <laughs> Stop it. And so, yeah, we have, a, like, we have a whole, yeah, when do we eat? When do we eat? We're doing all this stuff. Like, I guess it's just a day um, of, and we just have this family montage, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, this family together in this montage. And then that's when we get into our first, like, living alone moment. And I, just, I mean, he's been married to Annette Benning for a long time now, hasn't he, Warren Beatty? Yes. But wasn't that a big thing for decades that Warren Beatty was kind of Hollywood's last bachelor, the one man afraid of commitment, the one man who'll never be married, the lifelong bachelor? Is this whole movie just a montage for his he's, fear of commitment? According or? to Joey, he's unlikely to take a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is because post this movie, he's with Madonna. Mm-hmm. He's like dating Madonna for a little while. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got married. Yeah, him and Annette Benning, they've been married for a long time, but they got married late. Yeah, I think it was in 50s or 60s or so. Maybe late 40s. Late I don't 40s. know how. Okay. I did have a, like, I didn't write it down, but I was like, how old is he in this movie? Like, we, have to, we should look that up. Because I'm really not sure. It's hard to tell. I feel like mid forties, but probably because he's still like being touted as like a very virile, powerful man, um, and he is. I mean, he, and he's handsome. He's good, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that picture of him from the end of the montage, kind of walking towards the camera with the Tommy gun. Good picture. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I mean, as you missed, I probably missed. Like, I, I knew Madonna was sexy. Like, I understood. Femme fatale in some sort of way as a child, and I knew it was like, oh, this is interesting. People, you're are- seeing you're seeing slightly graying, hard boiled detective uh, in a new light. Well, but also like at the same time, I'm like, this is a handsome man. I don't hate this. Like, I was a little boy crazy probably way before you were ever, <laughs> you know. Where's the crush in this movie? The that juxtaposition was- between kind of the clean cut, slightly graying detective. The grotesque, grotesque characters, and then Madonna's kind of sex pot is mm-hmm. really interesting. You know, there's three very kind of distinct categories of people in this. Yes, yes, and they all, they all are kind of broken. Mm-hmm. You and know? even Tess is kind of on the same level as Madonna. You know, the the ladies are caricatures, even though mm-hmm. she's a caricature of more of a different kind. Right, of just like high immoral standing, but also too, she's like she's a tough broad. She is. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, I mean, like when the kid takes the fiver off the counter, she's like, like you, you want, want a broken arm? 
And she like later on, she's walking with the kid and she picks up a piece of trash or something and like turns like, hold on a second and like just dunks it or like tosses a baseball or whatever into the trash. The kid's impressed. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this lady got an arm. I have, you know, so that's when we start to like to live alone. And you could tell like, because he's leaning into this family moment. He never once, I will say, he never once is like annoyed by this kid. No. He like leans into it right away. It's like, we're going to take this kid in. Like he doesn't. And he's like, well, we're going to feed him and this and that. And Everybody else is like, uh, you can't do that, dude. Like, he's like, well, the kid's got to go to the horrible, horrible <laughs> orphanage. It's like nobody cared when the kid was with this monster. Yeah. With a big green orphanage sign. <laughs> everything tells you exactly what it is. Um, but I just have, um, he's trying to propose, but there's a storm of brewing. Mm-hmm. Like it's thundering and lightning and um, he's like, let's, let's go outside. The kid's asleep in the front seat in between them. They go out, they're talking, and we got a card pulled up. The kid, the kid wakes up, rolls down the window, and gives him the alert as a drive-by is happening. So a lot of shoot him up, and Tess is like, Tess makes a line that like doesn't really make sense to me. It's basically kind of like, it's just part of a job. I get it. Like, you know, this is what you're going to do. But she says something like, when you play on the streets, it's part of the game. Just don't expect me to like it. Or like, I don't know. It, it was just, it was too, it was like something she should have said multiple times. I don't, I don't know what it was. I was like, I don't think this plays in the same kind of like way that it should. It just didn't, it was silly. Anyway. So I have Madonna coming to see Tracy. You got anything before that? Um, No, that's what I have. Like breathless stops by, kids in the hallway asleep on the bench. <laughs> like what is it? Uh. What's a girl got to do to get arrested in this town? <laughs> like wear a dress like that. Or like <laughs> a good keep... place to start. <laughs> yeah. I have, she comes with the champagne already popped. Like she comes in with a glass. Does she have two glasses or just her one? I just think the one. And the sh- like the champagnes, because I don't know, would popping a cork of champagne be too representational of, of like sex? Mm, I don't know. But she kind of like it's like she's just been walking with an open bottle of shit. Like that is not a good look, honestly. I mean, you I'm get, a fan, right? You get your high collar, your high slits, and your low cut, and you're just chugging out of the bottle on the way over. Yeah, because like it's not like you're coming out of the bedroom or you're like coming to the front door from at your house. You've I don't know how many blocks. Know, are there stairs at this place? Is it uh, is, is there an elevator? But she's driven in her badass car, which we see in a little bit. It looks like a Hot Wheel Joker mobile. I mean, so it is cool. so cool. And uh, she's climbing on the desk. She's, she, she's she pre This is pre Batman Returns. This is true, but it's very cat like. I mean, well, that's there's cats have always been kind of a euphemism, but mm-hmm. so I got the you know how do I get arrested or what's a girl got to do to get arrested? And she's like, do I have to do this all by myself? And he says, doesn't seem hot in here. And that or she says that seem hot hot in here. And that's when she like leans across the desk, like basically on all fours, and like grabs her glass of champagne and it's just like. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> and then he, plop, the earring into the champagne. Mm-hmm. That's destroying evidence. Uh, that's <laughs> Well, he never, he, he puts never, it, he never puts it with evidence. He picks up the walnuts with the handkerchief as evidence. And he puts that, he knows exactly where that's coming from and puts it right in his jacket. He never says anything to anybody about it. From the get go, he's holding that on for himself. Um, so already a little little not you know chain of evidence has already been interrupted (laughs) but she leans in to kiss him and he's like so stoic he does not move at all and that yeah then he drops that in there 
And he's like, I want you to, te- you know, I need you to testify. I know you were there. So that's been the conversation this whole time. And she's just, he's like, are you, so are you going to testify? She's, no. <laughs> Basically, he gets up and leaves. And the shot of her walking away and the glass of champagne, it's kind of bubbling off the earring mm-hmm. like a champagne cocktail. Yeah. Good shot. Good. good shot. Good, good, good. Next thing I have is he's uh, brushing his teeth. Before that, she's like, well, she kind of has a little bit of like, she gets teary eyed and she's like, you're right. I'm just a cheap floozy. And I'm like, is that what really, I don't really think he thinks that. He just thinks that you're the way that this is. He is singularly focused. Yes, yes, he, yes. He knows he should not be because he knows he should not be singularly focused because he should be focused on Tess as well. Um, and he does care about her and that relationship. But he wants to bring Big Boy down. And that's all he cares about with this woman. I mean, she's and attractive. he does think if she testifies, he'll go away and she'll be safe. I don't think he thinks she's in danger. No, I don't think he thinks that. But I don't know if he is paying attention. She, She's probably in more danger than he thinks she is. Well, yeah, because we don't see how, you know, I mean, he's slapping her around occasionally, which is not good. And lips, we never saw lips do that. So at least she's, she's moving into a worse situation. Um, and someone who is... Becoming drastically unhinged. <laughs> but the brushing the teeth scene, the tooth powder that just as, as a pharmacist, someone who, you know, studies the history of, of pharmacy counters and apothecaries and tooth powder just makes me really happy. <laughs> it makes me think of charade. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched charade, fantastic movie. They redid it and really just gave it all away by the title uh, later on in the year. Uh, what happened to Charlie or something like that? Truth with, about Charlie. Truth about Charlie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, because I'd, I'd seen the trailer for that and we were watching trade and I was like, wait a minute, is this just like that Marky Mark movie <laughs> that like, I, oh I haven't even seen, but I know what happens now because I've seen the trailer? Like, can I be any more appalled? This is like my favorite movie <laughs> with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. It's like, is this like the Marky? What? What? Sorry. Well, like, who also directed, did we decide that was... Also directed uh, Blame It on Rio. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yes, yeah. Stanley Donner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Look at me pulling directors. Uh, next thing I have is Al Pacino. It, it's a big uh, world out there, and it's all for sale. <laughs> like, is this the end of the eighties? I mean, that—that's just a line out I, of Wall Street. I think he uh, he attributed that to Lincoln. I think that's what he attributed <laughs> to Lincoln. <laughs> Because I know he gives a Lincoln, quote unquote, a Lincoln quote at the, at the meeting of the bosses. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not a quote from Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh, we need, we need to create some memes of Hal Pacino uh, important dignitary quotes. Yes. Okay. We, we might have to do that. <laughs> Um, I mean, Abraham Lincoln is the author of one of my favorite quotes on the internet that, what, 90% of the quotes you read on the internet are made up? Yes. <laughs> I think it's either, if you want it to sound important, you attribute Abraham Lincoln. If you want it to sound quippy and cool and cute. Oscar you would- Wilde? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Okay. <laughs> well, Oscar Wilde too. He falls in a little bit in the middle of both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like half Marilyn, half, <laughs> half Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> there, There's the quote of the episode for you. <laughs> Who's Oscar Wilde? Well, so I've got James Caan. We've got James Caan at one end of the table, Al Pacino at the other end of the I table. I didn't even recognize him. Oh, I have like, I like, we have the Godfather here. That's great. Like we have, we have the heads of the family, because everybody else, even though he's like, you know, it's a meeting of all the bosses. Everybody else seems kind of they're not toadies, 
but they definitely are not heads of the table kind of deal. That's such a cool scene that I just completely went over my head. That that must have been a blast for that. I I assume they don't hate each other. I I assume assume so. Who knows how all that works, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of us had to have just been crazy fun, I would think. I mean, being in putting and ma- sitting in makeup all day for the, for some of these guys. None like, of the really famous people had to get that much makeup. But you do see, I mean, I don't know how like like these shoot how you know how the sh- shooting schedule worked, but you do have a couple of people who are in some pretty heavy makeup, and there are multiple scenes mm-hmm. like throughout. But I mean, flat top William Forsyth. Uh, is flat top. He was nobody at this time. I mean, he's in like the Untouchables TV show. He but wasn't... still, that was a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, I'm sure yeah. creating that. But yeah, so then you know, also too, James Con- James Con gets a car bomb. I know it's not James Con that gets a car bomb in The Godfather, but it feels like a real. That's the only car bomb we get. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt like a very Godfather uh, nod to me. Yes, 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 yes. Like. He learned something, you know, Al Pacino learned a little something. Right, know. right, right. It's like, Sonny. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, like, I made Jenny watch 85% of The Godfather, what, a year ago or so? You'd never seen it. It was during the pandemic, during lockdown. Yeah. And it's long, and it's a bunch of guys just talking about guy stuff. But you, you came along with me. <laughs> I mean... I like cannolis. <laughs> Next thing I have is that furnaces and boilers still scare the crap out of me to this day. I mean, we watched that uh, MythBusters. Yes. Yeah, that. Uh, it's real. Yeah. Like every like that's the one thing uh, uh, that's ever happened. Right. On you MythBusters. can't. You like, can't oh, shoot. It's actually, it's actually worse than <laughs> than you thought. Yeah. You can't shoot a trail of gasoline and and make it like light on fire and blow it up. You can't throw a cigarette down and light gas on fire. You can't shoot a propane tank and make it explode. No. Like things are really hard to blow up. But if you take the safety off of a, a water heater, heater, it is blowing a hole in your roof. Plus. Yeah. Um, it's something I was, I was never around. I never, I mean, I guess your high school still had boilers. Yeah, we had radiators. It would frequently drip and spray on you. I had um, plastic keychains that would get melted on my, <laughs> that I had hanging off my backpack all the time. It was not, I don't know what they do now. I think they still have radiators. They just have covers because they were hot. I mean, <laughs> I remember wrestlers. This is probably against the rules, but wrestlers, bef- like the day of a, of a match, would be like in plastic bags sitting on radiators trying to like sweat and then also spit in cans in class. <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. We had portables. We didn't have, so we just had trailer. <laughs> we had, I had school in double wides, basically. I had school in double wides. I don't know how do we get this personal, but I went to Vanderbilt University. And Vanderbilt University Engineering School has Jacobs Hall. And we had the Jacobs Hall Annex. And the Jacobs Hall Annex was a double wide about two miles down the road from Jacobs (laughs) Hall in a parking lot. And it leaked and they didn't turn the heat on until we got there for our class. So we got there one day when it had completely rained and iced and, and frozen and there's about an inch deep layer of ice on the floor <laughs> of this classroom. It was really class. Everybody's taking one step in and just eating it. <laughs> it's like an episode of ridiculousness. I, we, we, 
we had had camera phones. There would there would be some liability if, if we had camera phones back then. I mean, all of our backpacks and stuff were all frozen to the floor at the end oh of my class. Gosh. <laughs> That's insane. We had class there for an entire semester. Yeah, Ivy League. Um, <laughs> I'm paying so much to be here. <laughs> I'm paying so much for frostbite. <laughs> yeah. So boiler room. So this is before. So. Right at that the time he's at the apartment or wherever he lives, I don't, I don't know, with the kid. That's when they're brushing their teeth. And yes. he says, like, for such a tough guy, you do a bunch of pansy stuff, like brushing your teeth. <laughs> um, all the hygiene, all the hygiene's for, for girls, I guess. Oh, um, man, my, my skincare routine would not pass muster with the kid. No, no, no. Most wouldn't anymore. Every, we've all gotten a little soft. I mean, but we're gorgeous. <laughs> Everyone's gorgeous now. Our skin looks so much better in our 40s than it used to. <laughs> So then we've got someone knocking on the door, claiming to be welfare services, going to take him to the orphanage. Of course, it's flat top and itchy, coming to take Dick Tracy. They, I'm surprised that they don't actually, well, I guess they don't give the kid any credit. They don't know how wily the kid is because they know the kid is there. That's the ruse that they come with, but they don't take the kid. Well, he's escaping out the back because That's he tr- thinks child welfare is coming for him. That's true. That's true. But um, And he steals Tracy's wallet. But then when he gets in the alley, he sees that it that is not the case. So he jumps on the back of the car and goes for a ride with him, too. Then they're in the boiler room. We got Big Boy. Big Boy bribes him. And you would I think... I said a fiver earlier, but the money is all just a piece of paper with a dollar sign on it. Every one of them. There's, yeah. there's no denominations. There's no... It's very comic book money. I love it. It's fun. It's fun. But so the kid, even though the kid is like, I'm a tough guy... He's watching and he's watching Big Boy try to bribe Tracy, and he has a moment where it's like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna he's gonna take the bribe," and he's you can tell he's like conflicted and like disappointed by it. But then when he pushes it back and he's like, "I'm gonna arrest you for trying to bribe an officer of the law," and he's like, "Yes, <laughs> the good guy wins." So then they tie him up. They like you know disable the boiler and the the the. Roof is going to blow, and the kid comes to the rescue. He uses a baseball to break the window, jumps in, uses broken glass to untie him. That doesn't him. seem very safe. No, you'd have bloody hands, like, for sure, for sure. But this, there's really, there's no blood in this movie. No, not at all. None. None whatsoever. This is a PG movie. This is... That's not the... For a PG movie, there's some visceral... There's some visceral violence in this yes. movie. I mean, this is rated the just, same as Toy Story. Just because there's not blood. I mean, can we throw some Madonna nipples and some, <laughs> some torture in Toy Story and see how that goes over? I bet you Madonna just walks out, whips them out, like 45 minutes into Toy Story, just have Madonna walk out, whip them out, have some people drink some champagne, and... Tom Hanks says, there's a snake in my boots! <laughs> they're like poison someone with a snake or something or, or drop somebody in feeding concrete into the river i bet you toy story's not going pg these days this is true so then we've got a really cool scene it's big boy walking forward he's just like walking with a group they're in a graveyard we have stones on either side um, he's just walking and he's talking and he's talking at someone that we don't even see. He walks just past them, gets in a car, drives away, and we see it's it's our DA, which is Dick Van Dyke. You know, beloved Dick Van Dyke is crooked. That is so. It's, I was I've seen this movie so many times, and you know, I've kind of 
retrospectively put the plot together because I didn't mm-hmm. understand it at all at 10. Right. You know, all this, how many sides there are and crooked cops and I didn't understand any of that. But man, that would, that shocked me this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we seeing Dick Van Dyke be a bad guy. But so he turns his head and so we we back up. We also have an, a new character. Um, it's a faceless character who's kind of just in the dark watching this happen. But so this person is seeing... At least we don't know what side they're on. We don't know who they are. Um, but we see them seeing and talking to... But he never stops. He walks right past them. And then we get a backup. And we had the moon rising mm-hmm. in between the buildings and the DA on this path. And it's just... It's it's a phenomenal shot. It's, it's just really interesting. Beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Uh, is this where... I think it, it might have been later. But I said, like, do cigarette holders actually do anything? Um, I mean, they... Kept you from you could smoke more of a cigarette, I guess. Oh, I, I guess this is probably an era before filters. Yeah, pre-filters. Okay. So yeah, you could probably smoke more of it. Gotcha, gotcha. So then we're back at Tracy's apartment. Um, someone's knocking on the door, saying, and I was like, Tracy needs a peephole. <laughs> For like a you know a tough guy, security guy is like he's getting rused by answering the door multiple times, and it's it's breathless at the door, and she says. Um, Aren't you going to frisk me? As she's like taking off her uh, her overcoat and with the leopard print collar. Yes. And she's got a pl- the lowest plunging, cut dress I've ever seen. Plunging like, you know, deep dive depths of a, of a neckline. Yes. I mean, I feel like that if I was 14 would have <laughs> been enough. <laughs> oh, I think all the things would have worked. Right, right. And she sees a, a picture of Tess and she says, she's pretty. And he says, she's more than that. Mm-hmm. We've got the kid outside, and they're they're the kids with Tess. They're getting groceries, and we've got ice creams. Literally, like three ice creams on scoops, like ice cream so to melt. go, ice cream to go. And that's what when, city are they in, though? I don't know. Because it's New Year's. Yeah, it's around Christmas time. Yeah, that's true. The, but the, the finale is New Year's Eve. It must be like in at California. I don't know. I, yeah, because it San Francisco or something. Maybe it's, it's not hilly enough. I don't not know. It's really. Got, Bridges. But it's warm. It's, it's warm enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. Yeah, the the last last scenes are happening on on New Year's Eve. That's true. And then I just have Tracy's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Get caught kissing another lady. Yep, yep. He's like he's told me so much about you. It's it's a classic thing of like, oh well, he hasn't told me anything about you. Like, <laughs> but then we do have Tess being upset. You know, Tracy's got his ice cream um, and she walks into the kitchen. She's got the groceries and she's crying. And it's like, I understand, but I don't feel like he's given, you know, yes, this is a woman here, but I would imagine he's, he, it's, it's like a P.I., you know, he's not a PI, but this this whole interaction right. that he has with I her is a PI. I brought it up like, uh, you were kissing her and like, well, she was sort of kissing me and then we stopped. Like there was not, you know, I, I imagine they could probably talk it out. Probably so because his hands are by his side. Right. Yeah. He's he doesn't, ex- he doesn't touch her. He real Keanu's this. <laughs> um, and so I think, I, I, yeah, I think that we could unwind this pretty well. Like, I'm sure she has a reputation where she's just standing there in that dress. Like, I mean, not to pigeonhole anyone and what they're wearing, but yeah, I, I think that if we had a little communication, we probably could have gotten this okay. And then we've got 88 keys. So that's Mandy Patinkin. I kind of wonder why the piano player gets a name like this. He seems like he should just be like Charlie. It's a character from the comic books. Is it? Yeah. But he doesn't really, 
up until this point, he's just the piano player. Like right, he just right. seems like he's comes along with the club. He's not one of the the goons. Well, I guess he's he's a piano player trying to play gangster. And we and I guess we get that you know he starts to, but she calls him. Oops, sorry. Blew the. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> or we could I can redo that. I don't think so. <laughs> I, just, okay. I think we leave it in. Okay. I don't think a spoiler alert on a 1990 movie. Um, okay. The spoiler, guys. The faceless person is Breathless Mahoney. Oh, ha, ha. Dun, dun, dun. That was a, that was a great reveal. It like, is can, a great reveal. Yes. Uh, I had no idea. Like, what in the world when you're a 10-year-old boy? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, now watching it as an, an adult yeah, it's a great She's pulling line. all the strings. Yes. But so she calls him, though, and she, she summons him. The same um, side I'm always on. Mine. Exactly. Yeah. She lets you know right away. There's they're not there's more than one side. And now I'm not on yours, and I'm not on his. So, yeah, she summons him. But she summons him kind of unknown. He doesn't know. And, and we're in the dark and, and got the faceless mask and everything. But she calls him 88 Keys. And so that just feels weird. I mean, it feels like, I mean, I guess she can't say, I don't know what his name is, but it doesn't seem like he's earned that just yet. He had a card. He probably had a McDonald's cup, too. So, you know, <laughs> I think if he had a McDonald's cup, you already knew who they are going in. I guess so. At a time when I would know who everybody was playing before I went into the movie. I wouldn't know what they were, what the point of their character was, but I would know their name, their character name before I went. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. So then, then we've got... Basically, it's like, give, you know, give big boy this letter. It, it's trying to set up an alliance. I don't know that they do a really great, they kind of gloss over this a little bit. There's so much happening always, like maybe paying attention to everything that's going on. But basically, faceless or whatever. The blank. The blank. But I don't think they've ever called it the blank. I don't think so. They, no. I think they say like face, this faceless guy. Well, you got to have the McDonald's cup and the uh, and the trading true, cards. True, true, true. Got to give them a catchy name. Yes. Is wanting to make an alliance and and big boys like so you didn't see this person you know who this person is like you think I'm just gonna like take their word nah okay get out of here out of here you you with your newsies cap that's covering up your very, very strange uh, hairline hairline <laughs> um, out of here out of here I wish there were still supper clubs oh I have I have the um, the last supper table oh oh I didn't like the, they're all on the same they're side. all on the same side of the table facing facing the stage um all in their tuxedos um so this is even prior to this is prior to new year's eve where we then have all the oh, yeah, this, is, this is very but they are in earlier. all tuxedos though so we yeah. know we mean business and we're all kind of aligned at this point yeah. have you ever used a violin cut out music stand before a violin oh i know what you're talking about um I'm not sure. I know. I think, I think I've always just used the the black aluminum ones. I've used ones that are frames. I had a foldable one. Okay. Okay. Um, before, but I don't think it looked. Had it didn't that, have that kind of curve. I don't think so. No, I think it was kind of like telescopic. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that might that would if I was ever to get back into music again, that, that might be something to get. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and so this is basically we ha- we plan a raid based on nothing. For the purpose of planting a bug. Yes. It's very in, out, and and, and, and Big Boy even calls. He's like, they didn't even really look around. But like, eh, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> back know. to the party. <laughs> Get the music going again. And so. Tracy's he's, he's in. Tracy's in, and Madonna is singing, I always get my man. So it's, we're, we got twofold here. She's 
she's kind of weeding her way into his life and Tracy's getting his man. So we've got a montage of knowing exactly where every hit, every extortion, every everything's going to be happening. And Tracy's there to break it up and arrest everybody. It seems like there should be nobody left um, by the end of this montage. The but. one scene that where Tracy punches like seven guys with one punch. I know. Is- <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah, I have raid montage and then punch montage. And then, yeah, it's like, it's like a bowling ball. Like, <laughs> it's so good. And that's when the newspapers start flopping down. And, yep, I've got one of them. And then I have sad tests. Just, we see sad tests kind of interwined in this montage as well. I don't have anything between Mandy Patinkin and Madonna duet. So I'm, I'm, I'm from one song to the next. I've written, I've written nothing. Oh, I've got a bunch between that. Okay, have at it, babe. I was like, so... But so many, uh, not sorry, I'm handy taking. You just said that Al Pacino is kind of losing. He's like, How does he know? How did you uh, know? He's in our <laughs> head. Ha, da, da. Sorry, I guess that was my Al Pacino. Um, we've done very few impressions in this show so far. This is true. Yeah, we, we've really kept it pretty. <laughs> There's a lot of caricatures, so it, it was really possible. We haven't done any tests. We haven't really done any Madonna. We haven't uh, a few Al Pacinos, but how can you not? I know. Um, and I have the bug ruins the bug. <laughs> because we've got because they didn't even realize too the bug is literally on site you don't even think about that like we're wiring from a bug you think it's in a van or a car the character bug bailey exactly upstairs we, we, listening. It's so many layers but he's literally on site in the club relaying this information and he in a, a cockroach walks up towards his, his pastrami sandwich and shocks him and he knocks his coffee over and he gets caught because his coffee is dripping through the hole in the ceiling that they made onto the newspaper and they realize and he's like you know Al Pacino's <laughs> face acting his ass off oh he's like freaking out silently it's so good <laughs> um and so then they like like okay everyone big thing going down at the south side warehouse like it, it, it's better than that but they're setting him up basically Back to the back to the murder warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows, and that's why I say like, why is there only one warehouse? <laughs> um, and so then we get there, and we've already got Bugs, who is a beloved character. He is in. He's a two time. Also, he is um, in Scrooged. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're right. So we are getting quite a collection here of m- multiple cast of the Forbidden Cinema universe. <laughs> And he's already set up in the bath situation. They've already got the cement truck ready to roll. We've got Itchy and... The cement's going way slower on him than it went on Lips, too. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's been sitting in there a little bit. We haven't seen anybody get a bath in a little while. Maybe they hadn't been spinning it, you know? (laughs) And also, we're going to save him, so... Right, right. Um, But... Yeah, so they're like, okay, Tracy's coming in. We're going to shoot him up. Um, and he sets up his hat and jacket. I remember clutching and gasping when I saw that in the theater. Oh, when they shoot up the jacket. Yes, but yes. it's a decoy. And he's already ju- jumped in and he saved bugs and he's covered in cement himself. And, and his gun won't work because <laughs> it's full of cement. Full Didn't of think c- that went through, Tracy. Nope. But then someone else shoots, right? Is yes. that what happens? Yeah. So we've got our... Yeah, the blank shoots prune face. Yes. So that he's out. Um, and his jacket is totally shot up. But then in the next scene, he's putting... I was like, how many yellow jackets does this guy have? <laughs> he's putting on a new yellow trench. And they're like, we get my suit cleaned because it's covered in cement. <laughs> and then I just have like, what's this deal that... Do- 
What's this guy's deal with chili? Is he always eating chili like from a burner on a can? Yeah, he's getting there to do an interrogation. He's got a can of chili that he's stirring. He eats chili at the diner. He gives the diner guy a hard time about his chili. Like you know, nobody ever says anything about it, but I hadn't even noticed it until you just said that. But I, I made a note of like him just having a burner with a can of chili on it, like hobo style. Like, you probably yes. can't say hobo anymore, but no, probably not. Actually, I think we looked into that, didn't we? For something else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's how quickly we forget. Um, yeah, and I was like, just eating chili on a can that just says chili. Okay, <laughs> cool. So is he, as he's getting ready to interrogate Mumbles again, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Um, yeah, and now I have the duet. <sighs> Mandy Patinkin and Madonna <sighs> duet in a movie. Uh, yes, please. Beautiful. Anytime Mandy Patinkin is singing is beautiful. So good. Yeah, so of course the DA is not going to prosecute because he's in back pocket he's like we've got like 14 people said he was at a dance recital or something ridiculous <laughs> maybe he was in it maybe it was his show his broadway debut right, right. and then i just have so okay so we must have breathless again kind of confronting him i'm trying to think of where this is is it on the like a dock or something yes yes that's a great map painting in that one. Mm-hmm. All the ships in the back, kind of the it's completely symmetrical and beautiful, beautiful. And it must be kind of the bay. It must be kind of San Francisco or something like that is where it's supposed to be. Um, and then I just have like she's just sad. Like, and I don't mean like she's sad, like she's crying. I'm like this woman is sad because she's so she's so powerful. Like her sex appeal is so powerful. But all she's saying is like, she's like, I just want you to say it. You need to say it. You need to say that you want me. Um, and it's like, this is this is the end all be all for you. That like, you know, here she is. I mean, she is like a pawn in a, in a lot of situations. She's she, been somebody's girl the whole time. Her whole adult life probably. And I think she thinks that Tracy is the one guy that if she's his girl, that he can protect her from this. And save her from it. But at the same time, She's so consumed by that that she doesn't it, think that she can get him to. He won't protect her if if she's not his girl. I guess. I mean, she's. He does say like, "Well, that's my job," and he's like, "Well, how am I supposed to know?" You know, and he does say like, "Well, you've got to confess, or you've got to agree to testify, then you'll know that that's my job, and then I'm going to do that." But yeah, I guess she intrinsically ties all those things together. That it's like. No one's going to protect you unless they want you. Like, no one's going to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to want you. Right. And they're not going to protect you or take care of you, money, whatever it is, unless they want you. Because that's all that she's good for. Even though she's obviously good at scheming and coming up with this big master plan. But it's, yeah, she's, I mean, really, like, the standout, like, actual strong woman is Tess. Mm-hmm. This woman is, you know, desperate as well like she's desperate and thinks that she has nothing to give and and just is gonna be you know she needs someone to take care of her and i don't think that's true but it yeah i just like she's just sad the next thing i have is so many montages in this movie and then tracy's desk does he have more than one composite (laughs) sketch of the blank yes (laughs) so funny i've never noticed that picking it up and looking at the (laughs) It's hilarious. They, they mention it later, yeah, but like, it was such a good visual gag. It like, really it just, was. He has no face. There's nothing to it. Like the nuance of it. Drawn by Noah McDonald. 
Oh my gosh. You guys have to look that up. It's a, a Udabauer sketch scene. Uh, old SNL. Great stuff. I said the frame job. Anything you got before that? Yeah, like right before that, though, um, Tess has left. Tess has like gone to her mother's. Um, she's told Tracy she's going to leave. And he's like, no, don't. I'll be back. I promise. And um, she's like, I can't take it. And she goes to her mom's. And her mom is just kind of, her mom is the one who says, like, even if he's president of the United States, he still think that was a dress- desk job. And she's just like talking, talking, talking. And I feel like same thing. Like her mom gave, gave her an adage that I didn't really feel like was that impactful. It was kind of like, uh, you know, loving a man like that, you got to have a lot of understanding or something like, it's like, eh, that wasn't that, I don't know. It, it, it's no. It, it wasn't a you complete me or uh, no, I made that bet before I knew you. It's before no I knew like myself. with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it is definitely missing um, its power. But she's like, what did you say? It was definitely not worth repeating. Right. Definitely not worth putting on a poster. No. So then she leaves and, Obviously, he knows that she's left and is supposedly heading his way. And he's worried that she hasn't shown up. Um, but then she's at the greenhouse. So she's go to work um, because that's where she gets kidnapped is from the greenhouse. So no one knows where she is, but she's at her job where she would have been easily found. So it's a little confusing there. But and that's part of the beginning of yeah frame up. So we've got. Um, 88 keys is with the blank. They're working together because he's getting money now and he feels like he's kind of part part of um, something big happening. They break into Tracy's apartment, get a sample of his handwriting, get some guy to write a letter to the DA basically exploiting him about knowing he's crooked, going to get some money. Um, uh, say Tess is at the greenhouse, send a letter from Tess that t- at the greenhouse, come to the greenhouse. He comes and... The flowers are shooting poisonous gas or some sort of a... Uh... I mean, this is years before Batman and Robin and Poison Ivy. You know, this Oh, that's is... <laughs> true. Well, it feels like a very Joker, like from his like flower gotcha, on his lapel, gotcha. you know, a little knockout gas. And he knows he's getting woozy because his blueberry muffin got blurry. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, Tess is at the greenhouse doing inventory. Like, just like got a note, a notepad. Before that, though, when he's going out the door, like Tracy, you got some lilies. You want me to put them in some water? What? They, yeah, I feel like that at work all the time. I've I've got something important to do, and people are asking me really unimportant questions that don't matter. Like, okay, I, these guys are like they know the law. They're calling him when he's like kind of breaking the law in the line of duty, but they don't seem to be doing many other things. I guess that's the thing. He's a man of action. They're a, a letter letter of the, I don't know. Right. But so we've got the DA. DA is shot dead in the hotel room by some guy in a yellow trench coat. Right. We've got Tracy knocked out in the hotel room. We've got the kid at the orphanage eating some slop by himself. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, so then we get Tracy gets arrested. And so they're both locked up. Both the kid and Tracy yes. are locked up. Uh, and then we got a mob montage. Back in business. Back, Back in business. business Which was not the song. I think it was the Sooner or Later I'm Gonna Get My Man was the song that uh, was the Oscar song from this movie. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. I love Back in Business. It's very fun. So then, but the kid's able to come see him. And he's like, how's the food? It's good. How's the food? It's good. Like, we're both having a little whatever. And he's like, I got my official certificate. Oh, yeah, because the kid gets 
a designation as an honorary detective because he saved Tracy's life from the boiler room. And they're like, we'll give you an official certificate when you choose your name. And he's like, oh, you choose your name. You you chose your name. Like, it's Dick Tracy Jr. Like, it's a little presumptuous, but (laughs) okay. He's like, are you okay with that? He's like, I think he has a moment. He's like, yeah, like, kind of okay like i mean it's kind of also yeah like is this official like <laughs> well, what is it what does this mean um i'm possibly getting ready to go to prison like this is a weird time <laughs> for this it's like difficult time in my life you know <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not really sure that i'm up for this level of responsibility considering i may not be leaving uh right then then they're get, he's getting ready to be um, moved to a different jail like a county jail but his partner so dusty and like not home alone dad guy kind of is is the vibe he gives me his two partners or not partners or you know the guys we see that are in the police force that are not they're detectives they're not like you know rank and file but they pick him up and like what are we doing he's like well it's a long way to to the county jail it's probably gonna take us like eight hours so basically they're giving him some time and he's running through the idea of like is the enemy of my enemy my enemy or is the enemy of my enemy my... And it's like, I feel like he's figured something out that we don't ever know he actually <laughs> figured out. Is there another movie where they do that? The enemy of my enemy is my friend? The enemy. I'm pretty sure there is. I know that this is not the first movie that that's it, but it, there's another movie in my childhood that brings that up, but I don't remember exactly where it's coming from. I don't remember if it's Batman Returns or if it's... I'm not sure. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. But also they have the polar bear water cooler in the backseat too. We don't know exactly why. I also thought like that the spout for that water cooler was a little, a little phallic. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I like it. I don't like it's it. It's maybe belly button, but I don't know. It, I don't it's, like it. It's in vicinity. Right. Yeah. So like, do we have a double cross, double cross, double cross? So we go to the club and I just have last thing I have, next thing I have is catapult. So. <laughs> well, so Mumbles has spilled the beans. Right, exactly. That, that's why the tape recorder is there, because they slow it down, and all of a sudden he speaks human. Right, it's like, big boy did it. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like playing it back, and he knows, like, because he's like, bruh, bruh, and, and Tracy understood it at the time. That was when uh, Kathy Bates was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so he's even laughing. He's like, you don't have any, basically, he's like, you don't have anything. It's not saying that, because he's mumbling, and he doesn't really talk. <laughs> but when he slows it down, slows it down, he's like, oh, no, you do. Okay. And he's like, then he's crying. He's like, no, 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 don't give it to big boy. Don't give it to big boy. And he just says in normal words. It's uh, a little weird, but his, yeah. yeah, Mumbles' heart grew two sizes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, what is it? I don't even remember what he said. Like, but he says it like a normal Dustin Hoffman speak. Right, like it's at the at the club at the, wherever. And... Yeah, like eighty eight keys. Uh, eighty eight keys did it. So then we go to the club, and Big Boy and Flat Top like realize that Tess is there. They're being set up. Right before that, like they're all partying because it's New Year's Eve. Mm. Um, before that even happens, though. And then now Madonna's singing the more, mm-hmm. the more song, the cat, the choreography and song that Al Pacino has already choreographed. But it feels like no matter what is happening, this is her victory song mm-hmm. because everything that's going on crazy, she keeps singing. She just keeps going and she's smiling and like this is because any other time she's singing, it's kind of like. You know, I'm doing this because I kind of have to. And no, she's like, no, I'm winning. Like everybody's I've panicking. Everything, like, this she's is like, like no, I, I did this. Yes. I did this. And she's in gold. She's not in black. She's not in white. She's in gold, different color for the first time. 
And so, yes, they figure out, they get on the roof and they see that Tess is in this room. And at the same time, Flat Top is like, um, you got to come see this boss. Like, he takes him from the table. <laughs> like, we kidnapped Tracy's dame. I mean. And yeah, he's like, what? It's like, and that's when he starts losing it because it's like he. He's done everything so carefully mm-hmm. all the time, like all the gambling, all the whatever, that nothing really will stick. And I guess he knows the DA is gone, which you would think like he'd be, he's happy Tracy's gotten arrested and we have this montage of like, you know, yeah, gamble, 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 shoot him up, shoot him up, shoot him up. Um, yeah, like one cop gets arrested and all of a sudden things go to hell quick. They go to hell like you, like, yeah, nobody else is doing their job, but also the DA that was on your side mm-hmm. is gone. So there's got to be a little bit of like, hmm. He's like losing. He's like, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't have anything to do with you being. Why are you here? He's like, this is your fault. <laughs> he's just like, he does not stop talking from this moment on. Doesn't stop. He's just ranting and raving. Um, then Tracy jumps in, tries to get him, but like they already get Tess out. Then there's no way out of his room. And then he starts doing math. And he's like, hey, dude, how much do you weigh? And he's like, mm, 180, 185. Of course, he's like tearing up the floorboards. Uh-huh. Like, is that our cat? <laughs> <laughs> right. But then he's like, set something up. He's like, 180, 185. He's like, well, how much you weighing? It's like 210. He's like writing in a notebook. Like, carry the one. <laughs> like, moving an abacus. Like, slot, slot, slot. And then he's like, jump. I'm like, what? So he jumps and he launches Tracy out of the top window, which probably would have just cut him to ribbons. That hat's not that great. And so he's free. And they're on. They he goes into the club. Um, breathless immediately for some reason she's not putting up any kind of fight maybe because she thinks that she's already like way ahead on this but she's like they went to the wine room and he starts to go the opposite direction he's like she's like what you don't trust me and then he goes but then he goes before that we had the big shootout is that oh 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 that's true that's true yeah tracy yes tracy's coming down the fire escape to Mm -hmm. takes bugs as tommy gun and that, that, that you know they're going to go, you know, they're waiting for, the, and all of a sudden it comes out behind them and everybody's they're making a run for it. That is, that scene is so Bonnie and Clyde. Very Bonnie and Clyde. I mean that, yeah. Well, that's where Beatty is in, the, in Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like way back when. Yeah, I mean, but it seems like kind of stupid because they already know they're surrounded by cops and they're all going to drive out in one, out of one place in a line, like, just yeah it seems like if we could all go at once and just go out blazing that maybe we could yeah but maybe, i don't know maybe that's the only hole there is i don't know but it seems like even if they left on foot and then like kind of walked out and they could have but they're all just sitting ducks basically so pretty much everybody gets shot mm-hmm. um except for al pacino and tess that he he pulls her back out and yeah every, everybody's dead now for the most part and but also i have like Tracy's in the middle of it. Like, he's surrounded by the cops that are shooting into the cars, too. I'm like, that's not a good plan. He's he's in, the, in all the lines of fire. Right. It's, a, it's a cool scene. It's there a very cool scene. There are everywhere. Old yes. cars, explosions, yes. hails of gunfire. Good scene. Yes. Good scene. Flat and, top kind of having his, you know, last kind of hurrah. Yeah, and itchy, too. Like, yeah. he breaks out the window and arm... Lying out of the uh, out it's, of the window. It's gruesome and visceral, but it's it's a cool scene. Yeah, it is a cool scene. It's not PG. No, <laughs> it's not PG at all. But that then we have uh, Tess and, and Al Pacino getting away. He says, "They say I kidnapped you. I didn't. Now I am. Does life imitate art? So many questions. We'll never get answers." <laughs> <laughs> He's just going. He's like. A- 
I mean, I wonder, yeah, how much of this is scripted? How much of the like, like, and go. <laughs> Just say anything that you can think of. Say everything. Like, this is where you are. This is what's happening. Like, you know, you're in the mind of this person. What's what's going on? You're you're losing it. Uh, big boy is losing it. And Tracy's reaping all the benefits. <laughs> But even then, I don't know why Tracy knows. They go into the wine cellar. He, there is a hidden door. He doesn't find it. He doesn't even see like where he did break some wine bottles, which would give away which which where the door is. But then all of a sudden, he knows where this is. This tunnel is gonna come out. But it's so great escape. They're on this little cart. Mm-hmm. It's like the great escape, totally. Um, and they're just pulling through, and she hasn't said a word. And he says while they're on the cart. It was very stupid of you for a bit to have been lured into the scheme. He does. He blames it all on her. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> and so they come out kind of uh, on the docks and Tracy sees them, you know, very cool comic book shot of like all these different like high levels, low levels. And mm-hmm. um, so he's going after her and they, they're they're running. They're running through the bridge, like running, running. He's like, we can make it. Like, no, we can't make it. <laughs> Have you ever been stuck in a bridge like that before? No, I've never been they on a bridge like that before. They didn't have them in Miami. They they might have had them, but I don't remember ever being on one. Like talk about when like the the bridge goes up to let a uh, ship go by. I, why we had them in um, in in Ohio? Cleveland had them. Why did I just forget what they're called? Um, they have a name. We just, we just called them drawbridges. Drawbridges. No, that's not what I'm thinking. Of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not important. Um, but then. Al Pacino immediately knows, like, to go into this, like, little, like, side room that is, like, where all the gears um, are for all of this. And then it becomes a snidely whiplash. <laughs> like, tying her. You're tying her to the gears. And, like, all I wrote, quote down, like, he's just, like, tie her up. And, like, you like, it'll be fine. You won't feel anything. And he's, like, I love you. Like, he says, I love you. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> And after she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, did she say anything during no, the like, she's nothing. Like, Tracy, look out. Or no, nothing. she, she says <laughs> nothing during this whole crazy, like being pulled all over the place. She just fight him for like a second to then pulls her into that room. But it, yeah, nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean, she's probably just shocked. Like, what's he going to say next? It had to have been some improvisation because it was just too, too nuts. I don't think Warren Beatty writes that role. No, 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 no. That's, that's not his, I wouldn't think. If he, if he did, that's a whole new level of layers of where right. Warren Beatty, I had no idea. Or directing. I, I don't think he does like, Al, do that, you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe he knows well enough to like say like, He's lo- like, he's losing, and so he's he's kind of having like he's having an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. And Al Pacino, nobody knows an existential crisis better than Al Pacino. Yes, yes, yes. He has already honed it. So then we just have kind of we have a rescue scene. I mean, Tracy shows up. They're fighting. Um, it's kind of classic, you know. Punch, you know. Pow! Boom! Bang! Kafah, I don't know. Yeah, all, very, all the, very Batman, the animated yeah. series kind of fight sequence there. But then, then the blank gets the drop on him. Yeah, blank gets the drop. The kid shows up. Um, the kid's going to untie him. So, but then I'm trying to think what, this, what the series is. Oh, but the blank, the blank bakes Tracy an offer. Like, everybody be still. Tracy's, uh, Tess is still slowly spinning to her death. 
nobody make a move and Tracy, we can run this town. We can do it. And I guess he knows somehow he might've known in that, like the enemy of my enemy is my enemy moment. That might've been him discovering it and not really cluing us in at all. But he walks towards her and of course she can't shoot him. She won't shoot him. So, and then the distraction is enough for big boy to get his gun, get his gun. He shoots blank face. Then, uh, or the blank, and then Tracy pushes him over, and he falls to his death, and then they untie, they untie Tess, and they go and they unmask, and it's Breathless Mahoney, and he's like, go get an ambulance, so go call an ambulance, like, where's their phone and all this? (laughs) Gotta go find a landline. (laughs) Or maybe like a a walkie-talkie. What what happened to his watch? His watch. (laughs) And so uh, they're left and and she, it's not my fault. I, w- I was just drawn this way. <laughs> like, it's kind of where we end. I mean, would you ever wanted to be with me or would you ever been with me? He doesn't say no. You can't do that to a dying woman. You just right. have to like, he doesn't say yes, though. No, he does not. Um, and she kisses him and she dies. And then we are at the diner again. The chili's better for some reason. <laughs> The kid gets a gets a. Does he get another watch, or he gives Tracy gives him his watch? I don't know. I don't know if it's his watch or if he gives him a watch like his. I, that I don't know. I'm not sure. There, there, there's a very paternal thing going on. Yes, there. very much so. Very much so. And so they never like officially like. I mean, I guess you know we got Dick Tracy Jr. And Dick Tracy Jr. Back to the orphanage, fool. Like, yeah, you keep bye. the name good. Have have fun with that. Um. So then, then we we do go through our little like you know. Tess, I've been thinking, and I hate you living alone. Just like, I like living alone. But it, like I said, it doesn't sound rote. Like, we're going through our thing. It's like, it, it just, it's a conversation they have occasionally. And she's like, you like living alone? And he's like, it seems to me that, you know, two people have a lot in common. We should. And it's like, should. Everybody's <laughs> like, even the guy at the diner is like, okay. And she's like, what are you saying? And then then there's a call on the radio for a robbery. Tracy, Tracy, there's a shootout at the bank. Like, ah, we gotta go. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. And she's like, go. And uh, he gets up and he takes a ring out. And just like throws it to her. Yeah. And uh, it's like, like, I'll be back. Basically, they jump in and she puts the ring on and I guess I guess we're proposed. <laughs> That's a pretty cool proposal. But also, too, I have... So when he saves her... So he's kissed Breathless Mahoney like t- two, three, four times, maybe. He and Tess have kissed once. They don't even kiss when she runs up after she, he's saved her. They, like, embrace. So I just find that fascinating. Like, they don't have passion, truly, which I think is a mistake. I think it's a mistake of... of, of of the direction there they should have had passion because she's a fiery woman like and then just have the, the end and the sun's coming up because <laughs> this movie is very dark yes. but not in a bad way you know not in a way where you can't see what, what else is going on um but just there's so many colors that you needed that black to pop it against mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't work as well during the day no 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 it would look ridiculous during the day like how do these people live in their lives like in these hats in these colors like all day long it's stupid <laughs> but it would have really shown off the the, the prosthetics and the makeups you know, oh the, the yeah, too yeah, much yeah. Light on them. yeah they, they need they need a little shadow but that's what i got last thing i have is credits we have paul numbers steinke is the accountant 
Yes. And I called it. I was like, I no, know. no, no, no. That's the accountant for this film. Oh, that's a ha, 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 ha. hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah. Jenny definitely called the numbers character as being James Tolkien, who even knowing that I still had a hard time seeing. Yeah. Um, cause I was like, I know this guy. I was like, I was trying to figure out who he was. And I was like, I've got it. He's like, a it's, slacker. It's He's Strickland. Slacker. His father was a slacker. He's a slacker. Yes. Eat lead, you slackers. So you're you're not as much of a part two fan as I am. No, not as much of part two. Yeah, he's running around with a shotgun defending his land. Like, Eat lead, you slackers. Well, then also he's in Masters of the Universe yes. with a shotgun. Yes. Yeah. He just gets gets mad and gets a shotgun a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know. I feel like he and Michael Roker are like really tied, tied oh, somehow, yeah, like yeah. character and yeah. even just maybe personality. I've, I've never seen them both in the same room speaking at the same time. You know, mm. that one might be a puppet. Could be. <laughs> anyway yeah that's what i got <laughs> i mean it was a lot of fun um it it was what i remembered and then it didn't bother me as much but also i'm an adult but i kind of thought i really thought i was going to have a little bit of like flashbacky like i'm really upset by this but it, it didn't it was fine um you know definitely appreciated it for more than just what it was from the the technique of everything and the color and just the, you know, symbolism of everything that they were working on. But it's fantastic. It's still should probably, we should not have watched this as children. They're, yeah. All all the things that our parents held dear from a a, a moral and rule standpoint, they were all being broken. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I did not think this was going to hold up. I thought it was going to be a children's movie that I just sort of remembered a few scenes like, oh, like that, that maybe didn't fit in a children's movie, but okay. But I, I really thought that the cartooniness of the action, I didn't think it was going to hold up watching as an adult. It really but wasn't it, as cartoony as remembered. No, no. I mean, it was overplayed for the sake of it being the type of movie that it is, but... It's stylized. Yes. It's not, it's yes. not childish. Correct. Yes. So I had an absolute blast watching this with you this afternoon. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. All right, guys. So I guess we're just gonna we're, we're going long. So let's just wrap it up. And uh, anything else you have to say besides hitting the socials? Nope, that's it. Um, follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Um, shoot us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. And if you're up to date with that and you haven't watched Minx on Max um, or Minx on HBO Max, watch that, and you can listen to our companion podcast, Minx on Max, going deeper. All right, bye, guys. Thanks, bye. <laughs>